blaring our podcast. Nothing is sweeter than SwiftCast. Hey guys, welcome to episode 96 of SwiftCast. This is Jill, Ashley, Haley, Steph, and Ashley. Oh my gosh, it's like a girl's slumber party episode right now. It is a girl's slumber party. <laughs> We've never had, in the longest time, I think five people on an episode. And all girls. Nate just couldn't handle this, so he ran away scared. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want to be on. It's like the episode of Taylor and Jimmy Fallon. Ew, all girls. <laughs> yeah, so speaking of Nate, he got me... For Valentine's Day a long time ago, he got me the <laughs> Meredith and Olivia sweater, and it's super awesome. Do your cats get upset that there are other cats on your sweater? Oh, no. They haven't seen me wearing it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's very soft and very comfy, and it's kind of weird because people are, like, kind of, like, stare at it weirdly because <laughs> it is kind of a weird sweater. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably like, I feel like I've seen those cats before. Or they're probably just like, okay. you let your heart belong to those cats that's fine but it's a really nice sweater or if they don't know who taylor is they might be like are those your cats yeah did did you print your own cats on a shirt (laughs) i think that's why they're like okay (laughs) i really want that i was upset that they didn't have it at the grammy museum store with all the other shirts there yeah it's really nice i like that one a lot well, since we're talking about the shirts, I met a Swifty in my home state last night for the first time, and she brought over some of her sweaters that she just got. And I really like the date sweatshirt. It's thermal, and it's really long. So with all this cold weather, I think I would really enjoy it. So does it fit tight like a thermal? Yes. So people should size up? If you want it looser, I would size up. But if you want it to like wear underneath other stuff you'll be fine but she got some of the style themed sweaters as well and they're really soft and everything and they're like wide necked so they they don't crowd your neck so it's really nice i feel like if they brought all of those style shirts to the tour to sell they would have to have just a separate style merch booth <laughs> they definitely would what really shocked me was some of the t-shirts were made by bella which is a really nice company. Yeah, I like their stuff. Yeah, so get the sweatshirts while you can. Taylor, if you're listening, can you just send us one of every style shirt? <laughs> <laughs> We'd really appreciate it. And speaking of Taylor, we're going to go ahead and go back in time a little bit and read some older tweets that she posted from this week over the years. So these are all from February of various years. So we're going to start in 2009 and go forward. So this one's from February 24th, 2009. And Taylor tweeted, a relaxing day off. I think I'll go see a hockey game tonight. I don't remember that. Question mark. (laughs) Yeah, she wasn't sure. I don't remember seeing her go to a hockey game in 2009, but it might not have been that memorable. That could have been when she went with Carrie and Kelly. Oh. Was that in Nashville that she went? Yeah, they went to see the Predators and I don't know who they were playing. Steph, how do you remember everything? (laughs) She knows everything. She is Taylor. She even knows what team they saw. (laughs) Well, that's why I was asking if it was Nashville because I know Nashville is so into the Predators that that's like a very Nashville thing you're supposed to go do. Yeah, there were cute photos of the three of them. In 2009... Taylor was with Kelly a lot since they were touring for Fearless, so that might be it. Because I don't think she went to see hockey with Taylor Lautner until late 2009. You mean you don't know the exact date, location, (laughs) and time that they went? (laughs) No, actually, I don't even know what teams they saw, but I know they went. Well, moving on. On February 25th, 2010, she said, Management meeting. We got a giant new conference room table. My mom and my manager are talking on walkie-talkies from opposite ends of it. Oh, I remember that. (laughs) There's actually a video of it. It's pretty funny. The next one is from February 22nd, 2011. Toured Asia plus had my camera with me equals I made a video blog. That was such a good vlog. I miss her blogs. Wasn't there one part of it where they all dressed up in like geisha costumes? Yes. Yes. I think they have that video at the Country Hall of Fame, don't they? I think they do, yeah. That was one of the ones I saw there. Yeah, I remember that one. And then the one with the cats that wave. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. Our next one is from February 25th, 2012. Taylor tweeted, all by myself, cupcake making party. That sounds about right. I feel like by now she's probably just really good at making mass amounts of baked goods in record time by herself. She probably doesn't even want to do it with other people. She's probably like, just let me do it. Get out of my way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she seems like she would definitely want to be in control in the kitchen. And our next one is from February 24th, 2013, which is two years ago, which is weird. Midnight cinnamon roll. I blame the jet lag, but I'm not even sorry. I remember that tweet. There's never a bad time for cinnamon roll. No. Didn't she post like a pretty little picture of it on a china plate? Yeah. Steph, we need the brand <laughs> type <laughs> price <laughs> location of that plate. Steph, the brand of cinnamon roll, please. <laughs> I don't know, but I bet she made it. It probably was not like the Pillsbury that you crack open. Midnight, I bet it was. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Especially with the jet lag. Yeah, it was probably just like, I just want a cinnamon roll. <laughs> I hope she likes to pop the can as much as I do. Yeah. <laughs> I was just was picturing her in a mall, like casually going up to a Cinnabon. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess she couldn't do that at midnight. While on the next day... February 25th, 2013, she said, and I remember this tweet, it was so funny. Driving home, Maroon 5 Daylight came on, and I was screaming the woes so loud the people in the car next to me thought I needed help, so. (laughs) I remember that one, too. You can picture that so vividly. Cinnamon roll in hand. (laughs) (laughs) She probably still had some left if she made the whole (laughs) game. So our last one comes from February 22nd, 2014, so just last year. And she says, bare feet in the sand on a Saturday. And it was an Instagram photo of her and Lord on the beach. It's hard to believe that was a year ago. Feels like it was not that long ago. (laughs) I know. It doesn't feel like it. So we always love looking at those. And next week we'll visit some ones from March. And now we're going to go right into keeping up with Swift. The first piece of news is really exciting. While Taylor was in the UK last week, she received an award, and it was from the International Federation of the Phonographic Industry, the IFPI, and they named Taylor as the Global Recording Artist, and she got this really cool-looking award for it. I think it's a really big deal because this award honors the most popular act across the globe, based on digital and physical music sales, as well as on-demand audio and video streams from 66 countries. Holy moly. It's a big deal. That is a big deal. I've never even heard of this organization. It's probably so big that, like, we've never even heard of it. Like, only the fanciest of the fancy get it. Our next piece of news, You Are In Love, was released to iTunes. Yay! Yay! (laughs) I love that song. Yeah, I'm very excited that she's releasing some of the songs from the deluxe album, you know, for those who weren't able to get a copy. I bought it on my phone, and then I realized that that was totally unnecessary because I already had it on my phone. So I was like, (laughs) all right, well. (laughs) Well, now you have two copies or three. But it was a pain before because I had to physically load the Target album into my computer in October and then transfer it onto my phone. Yep. See, I was too lazy to do that, so I'm just buying them. It's like, here, Taylor, take more of my money. (laughs) We're just, like, contributing to her millions of dollars. I always like to think of myself as helping her stay on the iTunes charts. Me too. It went into the top ten pretty quickly. Yeah, but then I get mad because I'm like, I'm contributing to somebody who has, like, millions of dollars and she's making me pay $50 for a sweater. (laughs) but yeah I don't really have a butt (laughs) it's true (laughs) those sweaters are so expensive (laughs) I would be totally okay with the price of everything if there was some sort of loyalty program I really feel like there needs to be we'd have so many points racked up I've said this every year for the longest time like for all the tour tickets that we buy and stuff from her website and stuff at the shows and just everything. I feel like I would be like diamond status for life or whatever the highest level is. Yeah. And then yet we met her parents and we forgot to bring this up to them. I know. I think Scott would have been into it. I know. You should have brought it up to a man. One day. One day. 
Our next piece of news is in October when Taylor was on The View, she announced that she was donating the proceeds from the sale of Welcome to New York to New York's public schools, which is huge. And she already donated 50000 and she said she's going to continue to make donations. And she even tweeted an adorable video of these elementary students from Staten Island's PS22 chorus singing the song. And it was really cute. And those kids really need and deserve it. So keep buying and gifting it on iTunes and you'll help out the kids in New York. So the next piece of news is something that I'm sure everyone is very familiar with because you pretty much can't (laughs) not be at this point. Even my mom knows. (laughs) On this past Thursday, there was a picture of a dress and I don't know even where it originated from. All I know is that the entire internet was flipping out because some people saw the dress as blue and black and other people saw it as white and gold and apparently it has, I guess, something to do with the way your eyes are. Yeah, it's the way you see light. Well, nobody could agree. It's very heated. People are at each other's throats about it. But Taylor said that she was confused and scared, which I agree I also was. And then she also said that the dress was blue and black, so that's good enough for me. Even my mom was like, can you explain this to me? (laughs) I was like, I wish I could. (laughs) Taylor says it's blue and black. Taylor is always right. Done. Well, our next little bit is Taylor posted an adorable video of Olivia and Meredith. They were cuddling and Olivia was grooming Meredith and it was so cute. That's, I feel like, probably such a rare moment for them. Exactly. I'm so glad Taylor captured it. I feel like that would be one of those things where, you know, parents with their children, they're like have to have their camera or their video out at all times to like catch that exact thing. Yeah, she probably just has like cat cameras on them 24-7 so that she gets everything. It looked like Meredith was enjoying it too. Well, our next piece of news is probably the most interesting news of the week. There was this article going around online that said Taylor was doing a new collaboration for Bad Blood with Kanye West and producer Ariel Rexted was going to be actually producing the track for them. Taylor quickly debunked this on Tumblr and said it's not true, but it's still interesting. I recall the track list of 1989 being passed around on Tumblr and Taylor said it was not accurate, and maybe it wasn't 100% accurate, but it was pretty close to being accurate. So it's not like Taylor would tell us if it actually was true, because then there's no surprise, right? So part of me thinks this still could be possible. I'm not completely ruling it out yet. And I think it would be a really cool way to do the song. I mean, not only because Kanye and Taylor no longer have bad blood, But also, the producer has done a lot of really cool work for artists like Beyonce, even Haim, which makes me even more suspicious that maybe this is actually a real thing that will happen eventually. And I've been thinking ever since 1989 was released that Bad Blood would be a single, just because of how well it's done on iTunes. As soon as 1989 was released, it was way up there on the charts. And especially if we've talked about in earlier episodes about Katie's possible She's So Creepy song. If Katie does release a song like that, I feel like Bad Blood is kind of a necessity then, right? Yeah, I mean, she was promoting Bad Blood in interviews long before the album even came out. So that to me says that it would be a single. And also, if this was totally not true, I doubt that because it seems very specific that the article said this producer was doing it. I think it would be really awesome. I really like the Rihanna, Paul McCartney, Kanye West song that's really popular right now, the four or five seconds. It's awesome. So I think this would be just a great collaboration. Yeah, I mean, I've never paid that much attention to most of Kanye's music, but what I have heard, I usually like, and I feel like he's really good at collaborating. I feel like there's tons of songs where he has just like a little like rap part in the middle, and I think it's always really well written and good, and I don't know, I feel like he could write something really clever about this particular subject. Yeah, it could be kind of like a Both of Us part two with Kanye. 
And I mean, it's a great song. I think people are concerned it could make the media go all nutty about the feud, quote unquote, between Taylor and Katie. But they've already been going on and on about that for months, so who cares? And like Ashley said, Taylor's been talking about this song since before we even knew really anything about 1989. I really hope it happens. I think it would be great. And I love the song as it already is, but I feel like a remix of it would be even better. We'll keep you guys updated. She's just going to be like one night, hey guys, so this happened. (laughs) It'll be on iTunes. 1989's U.S. sales are now at 4,416,000 and worldwide sales have reached 6,413,000. That's amazing. That's awesome. Can you imagine if 6,413,000 CDs were all stacked up, how big that would be? No. (laughs) Obviously, a lot of these were digital, but it's just cool to think about like how insane that actually is. It'll be cool when it goes quintuple platinum in the U.S. Quintuple platinum. (laughs) I don't even know if I know what's after that. (laughs) Well, Taylor will teach us. It's sextuplet. Yeah, I guess that would be right. No one has ever reached it, so. Well, people were projecting that she'll sell over 7 million by the end of this year. So, Jill, do you know what that would be? Like septuple? No, it's quad, quad, quint, sex, It's an S, but I can't remember. Where's our genius? (laughs) Nate would know. (laughs) Yeah, I just bought another copy of 1989 Deluxe from Target the other day. So I'm sure there are definitely a lot of people that are still trying to probably still collect all the Polaroids. You bought another one just for fun? No, I bought it because I'm still trying to collect the Polaroids. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of the Polaroids, I kind of ruined most of mine. Oh, what happened? That's terrible. Yeah, I knocked over a coffee mug. (gasps) No! Yeah, I saved some of them, but I think I'm probably going to have to buy some more albums. (laughs) Well, we'll find out what that word is pretty soon then. (laughs) (laughs) So that's for the news for this week, and now we're going to go on to her upcoming schedule for the month of March and into April. So our first thing on our schedule is that she, Taylor, has been nominated for the International Album of the Year at Canada's Juno Awards, and that's going to air on March 15th. I think we talked about it, and we said that it only airs in Canada, right? I think there probably will be a stream like there was for the Brit Awards. So it does only air in Canada, but you can live stream it. So that's in two weeks on a Sunday. That's crazy. Well, then on March 28th, She has two nominations at the Kids' Choice Awards, Favorite Female Singer and Song of the Year for Shake It Off. I don't feel like she will probably go, but you never know. I don't think she's going to (laughs) go. Actually, is it in the same place as the iHeartRadio Music Awards? Aren't they both in Vegas or Los Angeles or something? I have no idea. I think it's in LA. The other day on the radio, they said that Taylor will be at the iHeartRadio Music Awards this year. Obviously, Taylor has not confirmed that. It was just the radio saying it. So I feel like if they're close, maybe she'll just go to both. Well, speaking of the iHeartRadio Music Awards, that is happening March 29th, and she is up for Artist of the Year, Song of the Year for Shake It Off, Best Lyrics for Blank Space, and Best Fan Army, which that one is fan-voted. So let's get our vote on. And the next award show is also fan voted. On April 25th, the Radio Disney Awards will happen. And Taylor is one of the most nominated people there. She's up for Best Female Artist, Best Song of the Year for Shake It Off, Best Song to Dance To for Shake It Off, and Most Talked About Artist. And there are a bunch of hashtags going around like, she's the one, hashtag cool artist or something. So you can vote through Twitter by using the hashtags, or you can just go on the website and vote. Just Google Radio Disney Awards and it will come right up. And you can vote every day. Do you guys feel like there are just so many, almost too many award shows right now? Yes. Like not just like coming up, but just just in general. I feel like there are so many, like so many to vote for, so many to watch. And Taylor's nominated for pretty much all of them. But then there are only a couple that actually matter. 
I don't know. I just feel like award shows are overkill sometimes. I feel like especially in country music, they just keep making up new award shows. Well, it seems like pop music is now too. I mean, the iHeartRadio Music Awards came out of nowhere and I don't really get the point of them. Yeah, they just started last year. I feel like they should just present those awards during the iHeartRadio Music Festival. Yeah, that would be a good time. That would be smart. But they need people to watch TV so they can make money on advertisements. So that's our schedule for the next couple of weeks. And now we're going to move on to our mini segments. And as always, we have Swifty problems. Our first Swifty problem comes from at princess underscore Nina. She says, why can't I get the Dear John song out of my head? There are better songs to replace in your head. <laughs> no, Dear John is a masterpiece. I love that song. But I'll admit, I haven't been able to stop listening to 1989 since October. Yeah, I haven't. I honestly feel like, because so I had, I was on a long drive this weekend and I had my phone on shuffle. But even when I have it on shuffle, I usually skip everything. It's not 1989 anyway. But 22 came on and I was like, I don't think I've heard this song in like five months at least, basically since 1989 came out. Yeah, it's actually a little concerning to me because I'm wondering when I'm actually going to be able to shuffle everything back in. I feel like I have to listen to 1989 at least once a day. I don't want that to end, but I also want to hear all the other great songs. It's a big Swifty problem. So another Swifty problem is from at Steffi underscore Spencer. When Taylor Swift comes on the radio at work, I stop working and just sing. I wish I could have that job, whatever that is. Well, at Sparkles121113 said, I stay up late because that's when Taylor tweets, and then I have to wake up at 5 in the morning. Hashtag Swifty problems. Hashtag shake it off. I personally can't shake off my exhaustion. Yeah, me neither. (laughs) Taylor keeps me up way too late every night, though. Some nights I'm just like, good night. (laughs) Well, she just followed me on Tumblr, so I feel like now I'm obligated to sit up waiting for her to come on. I feel like I'd get so tired that I'd just be like, you know what, just unfollow me. Well, she followed me on Friday night. It was late at night, like two in the morning, and I wasn't awake. I was asleep. And then I woke up for some reasons. Then I was just like checking my phone. Then I saw she followed me. And then I was like, oh, my God. And I like sat up in bed and I like posted a couple of things on Tumblr for my phone. And then I was like, yeah, I'm going back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really wanted to stay up, but. Her schedule and mine just don't seem to match up that well. Well, our last mini segment is a Swifty success from No It's Mel. And this is all capital. I successfully turned my bestie into a Taylor Swift lover. Bwahahaha. All right, so Swifty success is a new hashtag that we are doing. It's basically if you have an awesome story that's Taylor related, and it could be anything, it could be meeting her, it could be meeting her family. It could be having a really exciting story about going to a concert. Anything that you have that you want to tell us, you can hashtag us with Swifty Success, email us your story or something, and we will put it in our mini segment. So thank you for sending us all your Swifty problems and Swifty success stories and any other Swifty hashtags you have for us. And we love reading them on the episode, so just send us anything you have and we'll read it next week. And now we're going to go into our fashion for the week. We have a lot of London fashion this week, which is really exciting. The first one comes from February 23rd when Taylor was arriving in London. And I thought she looked gorgeous that day. She had barely any makeup on and I just loved the whole look. She wore black rag and bone Miles booties. Those are $550. And then she also carried a really cute red Dolce & Gabbana mini Sicily tote that is unfortunately out of stock right now. Our next one is also from London on the same day. Um, It was with photographer Damon Baker and she had a Fendi Arida cat eye sunglasses which are $438. For sunglasses. (laughs) Crazy. So her next outfit was from the next day on the 24th, again in London, and she was arriving at the BBC Radio 1 studios. She wore an Oscar de la Renta navy glitter dress, God rest his soul, 
and she had burgundy Prada suede platform pumps, and those are sold out, sadly. And with that, she wore her white ASOS coat with cocoon fit and texture, and that is $175. I absolutely love that dress that she wore in the radio studio. It was so pretty. Glitter dress was the perfect way to (laughs) describe it. So our next outfit was from February 24th also at the L Style Awards. I have to say, this was not one of my favorite looks of hers. What do you guys think? Uh, yeah, it was not mine either. I like that she wore green. This was when she had a Julian McDonald Fall 2015 dress. It was green with a slit going up the middle, and then it sort of like parts to both sides and has a black design over the green but maybe it wasn't the dress and it was the hair that threw me off. I loved her hair. Well, they really had her bangs like slicked back in her hair. I thought it looked awesome. Uh, yeah, I guess it was just it always takes me a while to get used to seeing something totally different on her. I didn't like her short hair for a while and now I can't even imagine her with long hair anymore. I think some people thought the slicked back look of her hair made her hair look greasy and it's just never greasy. I think it's kind of like the London look, though. Well, maybe she was just going for the style look, you know. <laughs> well, along with that dress, she had Lorraine Schwartz earrings and ring, and Ophira Pave bands, and black snakeskinned Giuseppe Zanotti slide sandals, which are $1,295. And then she had for her coat the ASOS duster coat in textured wool, $166. ASOS is definitely one of her favorite brands that's lasted for a while now. I agree with you. I kind of like it. Yeah, because they have really cute stuff that's semi-reasonably priced. The next night on February 25th at the Brit Awards in London, she wore a Roberto Cavalli Atelier custom gown, and it was a dragon-themed on the back, which is very interesting. And she wore Lorraine Schwartz jewelry with that. She said that her earring looked like an octopus crawling up her ear. Oh, yeah. I didn't see the octopus at first. I just saw weird lines, and then when she said that, I could see it, and now I can't unsee it. I liked the dress. Her hair almost looked like she cut it to me. Oh, I saw that too, and I freaked out for a second. It was so well done. I like this dress more than her style of wardress. Yeah, and I also really liked her hairstyle too for this. Yeah, it was very sophisticated. Next is when Taylor actually performed Blank Space at the Bird Awards the same day, February 25th. She wore a black blazer from Kaufman Franco's Fall 2014 collection. And for her shoes, she wore black Christian Louboutin Vicky Napa booties that were $995, but unfortunately they're sold out. Those are really cute. I like those shoes a lot. Yeah, and she did so well performing in them. I would have probably fallen eight times. After the Brit Awards, Taylor attended the Universal Music Brits After Party on February 25th. And she wore a black Emilio Pucci embellished stretch jersey dress, which is on sale for $687. And then she also wore a black Kurt Geiger Nanette sandal, which was 99 euros. And then also on February 25th at the uh, Luton Airport in England, she was arriving. She had on a Cambridge Satchel Company twist lock satchel. That's 149 euros. And that was brown. And she also had her rag and bone Newberry booty in deep brown. And those are $525. And we don't seem to have our outfit for that day, but those were her accessories. It's okay. We couldn't afford the outfit anyway. I forget what she was wearing that day. Now I can't remember. It was probably something wicked expensive, but super easy and cute. Well, it said arriving at the airport, so I'm assuming she was wearing what she wore to the after party. Oh, maybe. Anyways, thank you for all the outfits and accessories to tayswiftstyle.com. And if you guys want to check her website out, she has all the outfits and accessories that Taylor wears and she prices them all. So thank you to tayswiftstyle.com.
And speaking of all this London talk and the Brit Awards, we're going to move into our main discussion now, which is all about Taylor being in England and everything that went on there. And we're going to start with the L Style Awards. So at the L Style Awards, Taylor won the award for L's Woman of the Year. And Sam Smith presented her with the award, and it was really cute. And she hung out with Ellie Goulding, too, and Cara Delavine. And she went to the Naked Heart Foundation's Fun Fair to support Carly, and they were very cute there. And they had a booth of cookies there for her, and all the girls hung out, and Lily Donaldson. And they were all just really cute together and posting pictures and just being really girly. And the event raised 330,000 euros towards the foundation, and they work with children with special needs and their families. So it sounds like she had a really fun time. That's such a good cause. I'm glad that they did that. Yeah, and they had like fun doing it, and it was awesome. It probably brought a ton of awareness to the foundation, too, with all those big names there. I just want some Carly's cookies so bad. It doesn't seem fair. I know. I know. I wanted to buy them. But $22 for 10 cookies plus shipping? We just have to go back to New York and get them. She's being a little unreasonable with that price. (laughs) But she does donate some of the proceeds, right? Yeah, it does get donated. And I did hear they're very good. So then the big talk of her being in London, I think the biggest thing that went on was the Brit Awards. And we were all really excited for that. And I hope you were able to live stream it so you could watch it. Now, I have a question, or I guess I figured out the answer, but I never realized until this past week how big of a deal the Brit Awards were in London. It's like the Grammys of London. Yeah, I I don't think I realized that. Like I said, there's so many award shows, I feel like a lot of them aren't as important, and I just didn't know that this was such a big deal. Yeah, I didn't either. I think it's probably because Taylor was only ever there twice before. Yeah, and you don't hear much about it usually. So at the Brit Awards on the red carpet, Taylor met a lot of fans and we saw a lot of pictures and they were really cute. And during one of her red carpet interviews, she revealed that she was starting 1989 tour rehearsals. And it seems right about that time anyways. And she's starting them in Nashville. She also said she could hear her fans cue accents chanting Taylor. I can't really say it. She um, said that she was worried about her performance because during rehearsals, they started the song before she was even out on stage, but it went good. There was no problem, so she could have just got away with it. And when they were discussing her nomination, she said that she could tackle Kanye if he came on stage because they're close now and he would think it's funny. (laughs) I thought that was funny. That was a cute interview. She did so many cute little poses that quickly became GIFs. I liked when she was simulating having to run on stage during Blink Space. Yeah, I can't believe they started without her. We don't need her. (laughs) Where's Taylor? (laughs) Well, what did you guys think of the performance? I'm still upset she didn't perform style. I thought it was really good, though. Yeah, we were really misleading you guys all of February. All of us said, oh, she's going to do style for sure. No question. We're going to see what it's like on tour. And then, nope. Well, she said she did Blank Space because of how popular it was in London and how much people loved it and were reacting to it and stuff. I think she also might just want to keep things under wrap for tour. Yeah, she probably wants to keep style a secret. I mean, she's already performed Blank Space, so why not just perform it again? Well, and really, now that she's done two different performances of Blank Space, you have to ask which one is actually going to be the one on tour, or maybe she's going to come up with something completely different for the actual tour performance. Well, obviously, the AMA's performance was very well choreographed and had costumes and scene changes and every element that you would expect in the concert. And this performance didn't really have anything. Yeah, it was just black and white. Every time the dancers would do that weird thing with their hands, I thought they were going to take off her jacket and she would reveal like a dress underneath. Yeah, and she didn't do that. So in other news, Jill's power just went out and she's gone. (laughs) Bye, Jill. (laughs) It's all that snow. She is dealing with a lot of snow. Now we'll just flounder and not know what to do without our host reading the episode. Sorry, guys. (laughs) We can't finish it. No, we will. <laughs> just never know what's going to happen on the exciting world of Swiftcast. Even though we're not live, crazy things happen. Well, I liked this performance, but I have to say for tour, I really hope it's the AMA performance. I just thought it was 
it had so many more elements to it and it was interesting and you can't beat a floating table that's suspended in the air she just couldn't beat that so even the crazy eyes just that alone made that ama's performance yeah this one had cool glitter and some cool magic and shadows but i just really prefer the ama version one thing that I was thinking when I was watching this performance is the way the Brit Awards stage was set up it was a very long catwalk, and that definitely made me think of the tour. Oh, that's what I was going to say, too. Yeah, she really used it like a catwalk, too. Somebody made a post about how Carly must have taught her how to walk on the catwalk, and Taylor replied and said that she did help her. And that just that long runway really looks like the stage setup. And that makes me wonder if this performance will be more like the tour one because I'm sure that she's going to make the most of every inch of her stage on tour. Yeah, I wasn't sure if like the dancers were going to follow her down the catwalks when she started walking. I thought maybe she would like get to the end and like finish her performance there, but she would like stop halfway through and the dancers would come behind her and they so they definitely did use the like entire stage in the catwalk for the performance. That'll be interesting, too, because on the Red Tour, whenever Taylor would go to the B stage, the dancers, most of them, would be staying on the main stage so that the people towards the front had something still to look at close to them. So it'll be really interesting to see how the choreography changes with the stage shape. Well, I thought overall it was a great performance. I still hope the AMA one is on tour because I'd love to see that live. And then shortly thereafter, Taylor actually won the award for International Female Solo Artist. I thought they were going to make us wait until the very end. So that was nice, actually. Ellie Golding presented Taylor with the award, which was nice because they're friends. And Taylor's acceptance speech was really good. First of all, she was so excited to win. She was jumping up and down, hugging Tree, giving people high fives on her way to the stage. And then while accepting, she said, I know I wouldn't be up here if it wasn't for one of my best friends who took me to pubs and taught me how to make a good cup of tea and taught me everything I know about the UK. I just want to say I love you, Ed Sheeran. It was very cute. His face was cute too when they showed him. I love she was like, where are you? <laughs> I honestly didn't know this was Taylor's first Brit Award, I guess because I always thought Taylor had won an award at every award ceremony. <laughs> yeah, it was surprising. but. Taylor seemed really thankful, and when she went in the winner's room after she accepted, she mentioned that. She said, it's taken me eight years. I remember playing at King's College eight years ago, and now I just sold out Hyde Park for this summer. And so she felt very lucky that her creative evolution took just as long as her growth in England. And she said again that 1989 is her favorite album ever, so she feels really lucky that everybody loves it so much. One thing she said in that post-winning interview was that they said something about, like, how do you think the performance went? And she said, I don't know. I haven't watched it back yet. And I was just kind of surprised. Maybe not surprised, but I didn't realize that she watches her performances back. Yeah, it's like a football game where you have to watch everything back, I guess, and see what you need to do. Well, I guess maybe now with preparing for tour, it's even more important so she can tweak that particular song if she needs to. But I guess to me, her performances are always so flawless that what would she need to watch and critique? But it's, I guess it's good she does because you never know. There's always something you can probably improve on. Well, in a way, that kind of makes me think more that this will be the performance for Blank Space. But who knows? That would be so lacking in scenery, though. Yeah, it's just... The AMA performance was so much more interesting with all the different vignettes and sets. But the guy told her that it was good, and she said something really funny like, Oh, I just met you five minutes ago, so why would you lie to me about that? I'll just take your word for it. <laughs> well, then she said that she was so relieved that all of her responsibilities were done at the awards, and she's got to hang out for the rest of the night and have fun and go to the after party. So we got a lot of pictures of her hanging out with Kanye and Kim Kardashian, Carly, Cara Delevingne, Ellie, Sam Smith, and even Mick Jagger. She did not get to hang out with Ed, though, because I think he had to go to his own record label's after party. Well, we know he had a good time there. <laughs> yeah, it did look like he had a good time. 
But Taylor and Ed did this awesome radio interview on BBC One. And during the interview, they were talking about how they had to go to separate after parties. And the host of the radio station, Nick Grimshaw and Taylor, were trying to persuade Ed to come with them. But based on the lack of photos we had from the after parties, I don't think Taylor actually got to see Ed. But this radio interview was just fantastic. I wish they would have interviewed for four hours or something so we could hear more of their adventures. So if you have not watched this, just go Google the Taylor and Ed BBC One interview and you can find it. It's 26 minutes long. Definitely worth watching the whole thing. Absolutely. Taylor had so many cute little one-liners. We learned so much and we want to give you just a couple takeaways that were pretty interesting. I would call them highlights. <laughs> there were so many, though. The whole thing was just hilarious. Well, my favorite part, which I don't even know if everyone will remember, but was when I don't even remember what they were talking about, but Ed was talking about dancing. But he said, dancing. And Taylor was making fun of him for the way that he said that was my favorite part of the whole thing. He said that he lost so much weight while dancing for the music video, but then he gained it all back. He doesn't look like he gained it back. But yeah, it was pretty adorable when Taylor was like, don't soon. <laughs> She's good at the British accent. Well, I thought it was really cute. They were talking about how Taylor and Ed hadn't seen each other for two and a half weeks. And they said that was terrible. It was way too long. That was really cute. Ed didn't actually didn't even believe that the Grammys were two and a half weeks ago. He was like, no, it was one week. <laughs> we got a lot of interesting stories that maybe people didn't really expect like they talked about the after party they went to after the grammys which was mark ronson's party and i guess the police came and shut it down so as this was happening taylor said that she grabbed ed and said cops are here come with me and they went and hid in a bathroom with apparently 40 other people so it must have been an enormous bathroom <laughs> Like, what are they going to do? Arrest Taylor Swift? <laughs> Making too much noise? I wish we had more information about this. I had no idea that any parties were shut down after the Grammys. It's like, for me, I know places is actually a true statement here. Taylor really knows places you can hide. She'll just take you in the bathroom. <laughs> the 40-person bathroom. <laughs> I love how she said that she's like... Who would have thought I would be the one to get him out of getting in trouble with the cops and stuff? It sounded like they had a great night because Taylor also said that they spent 10 minutes hugging like koala bears. Were you guys surprised that she was openly saying that she was so drunk that she didn't remember what happened the next morning? A little bit, but I think for me now that she's older... I'm more okay with it. I wouldn't be as okay with it if it was more back when she was younger. Oh, yeah. I'm totally fine with it and think that she should be going out and having a good time after the Grammys. I just think it's interesting that now she feels totally comfortable saying that. Like, we know she drinks. So my other favorite part, well, honestly, this, everything in this interview was my favorite part because it was so funny and cute. So if you guys remember, there was a fan who tried to swim up to Taylor's house over the summer, and apparently she nicknamed him Aquaman. <laughs> she said he should be in the Olympics. <laughs> and I think that was my first reaction, too. Like, obviously, he should not be swimming up to her house, but wow, that really took commitment and, like, a really long swim. I didn't realize when she was talking about it that he had swam back to where he came from. Yeah, I thought he was arrested pretty much on the spot. Yeah, that's what I thought. It's like, what was he going to do? Just come out of the water and be like, hey, Taylor, I'm here. <laughs> also, Aquaman makes me think of those like little toys that you can put in the bath and then they grow. <laughs> <laughs> well, another fun story that we've never heard about before, and I'm honestly kind of surprised that there weren't pictures at the time was, Apparently, during the Red Tour, Ed took all the backup dancers to a gay strip club. <laughs> and, well, it came up because Taylor was talking about how she was on her Maui vacation with Haim and the paparazzi tracked her down there. And that's why she ended up posting her pictures was because she didn't want them to be profiting off of it. And so then Ed was saying, well, why did no one care and take pictures of me when I was in the gay strip club? I feel like just nobody cares about me. <laughs> 
<laughs> Taylor also said she was sad sees that she was not invited to go to the gay strip club. That's so funny that because I feel like, you know, they were good friends then, but they hadn't known each other as long. So maybe Ed thought that she was like too uptight to go or something. Well, he also said that she went back to Nashville and they stayed where they were because he wanted to go to the strip club. (laughs) And Taylor came back with, but Ed, you had a house in Nashville too. Yeah, I feel like if there had been pictures of this outing, now this was back in 2013, so before Taylor kind of adopted this, like, do whatever I want attitude, we would have been very, very surprised to see pictures of her there. Right. And the media would never have let it go. (laughs) She made it sound like she's been to one before, though. I'm sure she has, but I don't know. But again, like, how did they not get photos of that? It seems like they know everywhere she is all the time. Well, I guess technically in the strip clubs, you can't take any pictures. Right. But yeah, even just coming in and out of it. Ed said that the paparazzi just don't bother him. Like, they don't try and track him down or anything. Like, they don't, he said, they don't care about me. Yeah, I rarely see photos of him. Except from the other night. The other night, yeah. (laughs) When he was out till six in the morning, there were a lot of photos of him. Well, it seems like Ed just always kind of makes Taylor sad sees because she said that she also invited Ed to her birthday party, but he didn't come because he was in Germany. She did talk about Beyonce coming to her birthday party, and she said Beyonce was awesome. She talks to everybody, and she dances, and she also said that she picked up a cake for the birthday party, and Carly came with the exact same cake, so she had two birthday cakes. I would have assumed she would have had a very, very specific, detailed custom cake. Well, yeah, and you could see the cake in that one photo, and it really looked kind of like a normal cake. Somebody was holding it, and she was blowing the candles out. After they interviewed, Taylor and Ed played a funny game. It was called Ed's or Tails, and Nick Grimshaw asked questions, and whoever won got to tweet something from the other person's Twitter account. And so... A lot of the questions were really easy, like Taylor, name Ed's first album, where did he grow up, who was his celebrity crush, who was Mila Kunis. He made sure to note that that was back in 2012 before he had a girlfriend. And then the questions for Ed were name one of Taylor's cats, name Taylor's mom's first name. These are like insulting questions. (laughs) (laughs) They were really easy. Then they had to write down the first time they realized they were friends, and it was cute because Taylor looked really worried, and she said, I bet my moment will be way earlier because I was sold so easily. But they both wrote the same time. It was when they first met in Phoenix, and they wrote a song. And Ed mentioned Taylor had chocolate and In-N-Out burgers, and he did this cute little American accent, which is adorable. He said, I thought in America, everybody would just say, oh, I only eat lettuce, or I can't eat a burger. And he did his American accent. It was fantastic. So they ended up having a tied score. And the tiebreaker question was, how many views everything has changed had on YouTube? And Taylor went with 300 million. And she said she was very optimistic. And Ed had it practically exactly right. He said 106 million. And it was, I think, 111 million or something. So Ed won, and he tweeted a photo of himself from Taylor's Twitter account. I don't think I saw that picture. It's just a really up-close selfie of Ed. And he (laughs) used the hashtag in it. I didn't really understand the hashtag, but... It's a British word. Hmm. What does it mean? I don't know. I think it's just slang. Oh. I woke up that morning and didn't know what was going on. I was like, oh, there's Ed. (laughs) They did that interview together, so that's cool. Oh, I looked it up, and apparently it's their slang version of isn't it, or is it not. Oh, hmm. But it seems like, because I follow Ed's tweets, he uses it all the time in just random phrases. That has been your vocabulary lesson for this week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I really like the entire interview as a whole. Like Anybody who hasn't watched it, definitely go watch it. One of the things they were talking about in there, Taylor was talking about whale watching when they were in Maui. (laughs) And I love, like, Ed was like, you can do that? And she's like, yeah, you need to go whale watching. Like, definitely do it. Yeah, how did he not know you can do that? (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, Taylor must be exhausted from this whole week in the UK because I am exhausted from having to keep up with everything she was doing. Yeah, and now she'll be busy with rehearsals. It's officially March as we're recording this, which I'm really excited about because that means the tour is the month after next. Yay! Only about 10 weeks, is that right? 11? I think I read 65 days. That's really not very long. No. So excited. Yeah, it's getting close. The last time I said something about it, I think I counted like 81 days, but obviously now if it's 60-something, definitely getting very close. Well, Taylor also had a really great interview with The Telegraph, which has so much good stuff in it that we're going to have to talk about it next week because she's just such a busy woman and this week was jam-packed. But we will be talking about that next week, so make sure that you tune in. And also, if you're not already subscribed to us on iTunes, now would be a good time to go do that so that you get all the episodes automatically downloaded to you every week. And make sure you're following us everywhere at SwiftCast13 on Twitter and at Facebook.com slash the SwiftCast. And you can get in touch and email us. And please do, because we really love hearing from you guys. And that is at theswiftcast13 at gmail.com. You can tell us anything you want, stuff you love about the episode, stuff that you wish we would do on a future episode, any feedback that you have, Swifty problems, literally anything, really. We love hearing from you about all that stuff. And all of our contact methods are at swiftcast13.com. Well, I know what Taylor is going to do next week. What's that? She's going to like one of your posts. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, but I was going to say that Taylor and Ed are going to start a morning talk show together. That would be perfect. Even though they're constantly on opposite sides of the world, they could make it work. They'll have to use Skype. Just like us. And then lose their hosts in the middle of it. (laughs) Really, though, their banter is just the best. I can't get over it. Maybe Ed will help with tour rehearsals. Oh, I really hope he comes as a special guest. And it probably will be a date when I'm not there and I'll cry. Well, he has to help with the dancing. (laughs) (laughs) He should be a backup dancer. (laughs) Yeah, I heard they were auditioning for that soon, so he should definitely audition. (laughs) I'm Ed Sheeran. I'm here to audition (laughs) for backup dancer. (laughs) And he could come as the clown from Red. Perfect. I don't know. I think maybe Meredith will jump in the bathtub this week. (laughs) She jumped in the bathtub. (laughs) Or maybe Olivia will push her in now that they're (laughs) friends. Well, I'm excited to see if Taylor's going to post any rehearsal pictures or any sort of like GIF or video. So maybe we'll see that in this coming week. That would be awesome. But I have a feeling she's going to keep everything very secret with this tour. Well, as always, we will keep you posted. So for now, for episode 96, this has been Jill for part of it, (laughs) Ashley, Haley, Steph, and Ashley. And we'll see you guys next week. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of SwiftCast. Visit us on the web at theswiftcast.com. The theme song for SwiftCast was written and performed by Sydney and Chuck. SwiftCast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift, Big Machine Label Group, or 13 Management.